0: great things in store man i'm telling you god's doing some wonderful things amy is actually their worship leader at faith life church in new albany johnstown area pastor gary's daughter and uh and just serves well ministry there and so it's just it's going to be a great time you you don't want to miss that i want to i want to jump into what we're talking about today we've been talking about the blessed life we've been talking about this whole series and we started talking about money because a lot of times either people some people want to talk about it but most of the people are like, mm, don't talk about it. And I don't preach on money every year. I know some ministers are like clockwork. They will preach and that's up to them and God. That's fine. I don't preach on it every year, but we've had so many new people come in. We've been really uh, people. I want to know, can you tell me? So we're going through what God is telling us to do, but I'm telling you about it. Uh, not from my opinion, but I want to tell you what God says about it so that you, you can look at that and be like, I'm cool with that. That's sweet. I can do that. So we're talking about this morning about just getting the devil off our back. Have you ever heard that phrase uh you know the devil made me do it. Flip Wilson used to do that. The devil made me do it. remember that? Some of you aren't as old as me, but uh, I remember that, and uh, I remember all of those kind of you know it was the it was the devil or uh, and and I get it sometimes we give the devil credit for stuff maybe he doesn't need credit for. He gets enough goofy credit anyway. We've talked about uh, giving being a test of our heart. We've talked about our heart motivation being right. We've talked about putting God in first place, about who's on first. We've, we've talked about how that is, first fruits and first um, uh, offering, going to the Lord. So I want you to turn in your Bible to Luke sixteen nine through 15. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation, and, and we'll get started in this. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to learn something. Here we go here's the lesson. See, that's why. And the reason I said silly rabbit tricks are for kids is because the enemy has tricked us and he has tricked us in so many ways. And a lot of it is because finances, we, he's tricked us into thinking something else. We're going to clear that up today. We're going to peel the onion back today and let the fog go away. And you can go, okay, I'm not being tricked anymore. Here we go. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, They will welcome you to an eternal home. If you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the larger ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, I put in parentheses, unrighteous mammon. I'll I'll share that with you in a minute. Excuse me. Who will trust you with true riches of heaven? And if you're not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. Or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money or mammon. Your Bible might say that unrighteous mammon. The Pharisees who dearly loved their money heard all this and scoffed at him. Then he said to them, you like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your hearts. Check that out, man. God's saying you can be one way and people are like, oh, you're putting on. But God knows who you really are. What the world honors is detestable in the sight of God. The word mammon, if in, in, now not in the New Living Translation, because they're, they're telling you actually what it means or, or some of the meaning of it, just one of those meanings. But the mammon, that word appears four times in Scripture, if you've got a King James or maybe even a New King James, three times in Luke 16, and one time in Matthew 6. And it's the same verse quoted in Luke 16. So what is mammon? It's really important if we're looking at this that we know kind of what God's talking about. So that we know and understand and go, okay, I can I can line up with that. Most people think mammon is money. That's what they think. They just refer mammon as money. And we're going to answer three questions today. And this is being the first one. Our first thought, first question. What is mammon? Mammon is the Aramaic word, which means riches. It's not just riches in itself, but mammon was the Syrian god of riches. He came from Babylon. And Babylon in Revelation talks about that. Uh, and so here we go. Uh, how many remember the tower of Babel? If you were growing up as a kid in, in Sunday school or VBS, that, that was the big tower. Everybody built and they were building it way high and they wouldn't need God and they'd be able to do anything. And so the word actually, uh, Babel means confusion. So Babylon means founded or sown in confusion. We live in a world that would probably fit that pretty well founded or sown in confusion. Um, so from that particular thing mammon says, or that enemy or the enemy spirit or enemy, the devil, however you want to put it, you don't need God. You need money. The enemy is going to try to tell you anything it can to get you off the mindset or your focus of God supplying all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's in Philippians. The enemy wants to say, no, 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 no. You can get your mindset on him, meaning the enemy, and say, all you need is more money. What I need is I just need to win Publisher's Clearinghouse. That's what I need. If I look at five and buy five books, I'm going to have Ed Ed McMahon passed away, so he's not coming to your door. But I'm going to (laughs) have little JoJo laughed at that. (laughs) ha! So, you know, or, or the lotto or or whatever I, you know, if I could have 26 million or a hundred million or whatever the lotto is. And if we were all honest, who would like to have 26 million? I would like, God, you could trust me with 26 million. Let me show you how you can trust me. You know, that kind of stuff. We would all like to have that. But anyway, the, the enemy's voice is saying, you just need something besides God. And he replaces that with money. Now, remember, we're not talking about money, but really, now listen to me, the spirit that rests on money. And I'll define that in just a couple of minutes. So we're not talking as much about money is what spirit rests on money. That's why the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. But money has a spirit on it. It either has the spirit of mammon or we could say the earth curse system or, you know, who, who reigns in the earth. This realm would be the devil. He was kicked out of heaven and he's down here. And then we have the authority given back to us. We gave Adam, gave it away. The enemy got it. Jesus took it back and gave it back to us. So that's what we're talking about. So now, because we can reign here, we can actually have the authority on how this thing plays out. Isn't it good when you know that God is in charge and you're under his authority. And because of that, you're able to switch the tables on the enemy and make things go in your favor. That's a good point. This is why, and if you remember in this series, I put up ten $1 bills on that little table. and And we talked about the first one, remember? The first one redeemed the other nine. We talked about that. Because that first portion, that first fruit, had the redemptive portion that redeemed the rest of that money. That is why, because your money needs to be redeemed. Because money can have a spirit on it. It's either going to have one or the other, and I'll explain it. But that's why your money needs to be redeemed. We have to give the first portion to God and it puts God's spirit on it. And when God's spirit on it, and it's on and resting because you've done that, the enemy cannot devour God's spirit that rests on that. If it is in your possession and you've got God in charge of it, the enemy cannot devour that. It cannot be devoured by him because it's got God on it. So if you've given God to access to operate, in your finances by giving him first portion or first fruit then that money changes kingdoms when it does when it changes kingdoms it changes jurisdiction and i I'm, I'm about to show you what this means jurisdiction is this the authority in which the kingdom is run it comes now under the laws of that kingdom and how that operates so let me give you some examples okay just to help you There's a story in the bible that talks about peter peter is a fisherman by trade He knows how to fish. That's what he does for a living. He's good at it They've fished all night. He hasn't caught anything. They're pretty much taking care of their nets. Jesus comes up and says pete Can I use your boat? Peter's okay. Yeah, all right. Okay So he gets in the boat. Have you ever been with someone? If you've been on shore and somebody's out in the middle of the lake on a boat and you can hear what they're saying because sound travels across the water. Jesus understands all that. Kind of makes sense since he's God and he created all that stuff. But so he's going to teach all these people. So he pushes the boat out there. And they he's in the boat and he's talking to them. So he didn't need amplifiers and microphones. He's able to talk and they're able to hear. And when he's all done, he looks down at Peter. And, i am you know, Peter's tired. He's been fishing all night. Because we heard that in the story. And he says, hey, why don't you throw your nets out? Let's go out a little deeper. We can throw your nets out. Peter's saying... I don't want to I am a carpenter or you're a carpenter I'm a fisherman I know how to fish I'm tired have you ever had that stare that your parents have ever given you where they really don't answer they just keep looking you've said something back and evidently it either hasn't computed or that answer is not going to work like Brett I need you to clean your room and they're they're just going and you say, I don't want to clean my, I, I don't have time. So we did what Peter did. Okay, all right, I'll clean my room. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll clean my room. Okay, I'll throw the nets down. That's what I'm talking about. Peter's just saying, okay, all right, Lord. And when Peter did that, the Bible says they caught so many fish that the nets started breaking. They had to get James and John over, and the boats were sinking, the nets were breaking. Why? Because Peter would say this to Jesus You know what? Fish shouldn't be biting right now. This is the middle of the day. I've been fishing all night. This is a good time to fish, and, and I didn't catch anything. Why is this happening? Because now listen, listen, this is where it's really important because Peter's business just changed kingdoms. When he said yes to Jesus, get in my boat. Yes, you can use my boat. Now his business came under the authority and listen, the delegation and that uh, distinction of the kingdom. So all of the things that go with that, that jurisdiction now is in kingdom authority. That's why the fish came. That's why that could happen, because now it's not the enemy can't touch that because it's under the kingdom. Do you understand me? All right. Money that has the spirit of mammon on it, or we might as well just say the enemy wants to use that or whatever. It can be eaten by the devourer. It can be because he has jurisdiction over that. You have given him that you have yielded your authority and let him take that. See, the things that work for God, that work for your benefit, you can, by not doing them, will work in the benefit of the enemy on the other side. So you got to understand, sometimes just by doing nothing, you think, okay, I'm... And then wonder what's happening. Because you have not taken the rightful authority, and the enemy has then been allowed. He doesn't have to listen because you're not standing up. You see, the enemy says, Serve me. Jesus says, You can't serve both. You can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve two masters. The enemy promises you security. If I had enough money for the rest of my life, if I just did this, if I had, you know, ooh, man, if the lotto came in, ugh, and I did all of that. Mammon promises you significance, importance, freedom, power, independence, peace, love, joy. You get these from God. The enemy wants to say he can give them to you. But it's shallow, it's hollow, he can't. Have you ever been in the gas station? Uh, Let me just tell you, sir, I was in the gas station and I was in a speedway. And I was getting, you know, uh, you can get the different drinks and you make, you know, the drink yourself. And a lot of times it's like same price for some huge thing that your, your spleen or whatever goes in where the liquid goes can't hold it anyway. That doesn't hold in your spleen, does it? Just pretend like it does today, okay? Today, it's a spleen holder. I'll take your spleen holder for 89 cents, please. Well, you're special. So anyway, this person, this is what they say out of their mouth. I'm in line with my speedy card because my spleeny card needs to be filled. But my speedy card, I'm in line. And this person is like, oh, I don't have heart. You know, somebody, they're with somebody and they're putting stuff on the counter. And they're saying, ho, ho, wait, wait, wait. I don't have enough money to pay for that. And the person turns to them and says, oh, well, we'll just believe we can't. So what they do is they buy more tickets and they're scratching stuff off to see if they can pay for what's on the counter. Have you ever seen that? I'm like, are you kidding me? And so then they're like, okay, no, I didn't win. And then they spent the money they could have had to buy the Fritos. They don't have it. Because they spent it on whatever. And I'm just like, so now they're upset because they're hungry. So then I just, you know, at first part of me is like, should I just say, you know, I, that's probably wrong. But I didn't. You can't serve God and the enemy. And think, you know what, I'm going to serve God on Sunday, but I'm going to serve the devil the other six days. I'm going to serve mammon. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Remember, it's the spirit that rests on money. Mammon says you need him. The enemy says you got to have him. God says you need me. I'll take care of you. Jesus says you'll love me and hate the other or you'll be loyal to one and despise the other and so many times even in church We'll get mad at god because god you said you'd help me with my finances You're not helping me all this is getting eat up and now listen to me And i'm I want to say this in love and listen to what i'm saying because I love you because i've done this as well This isn't me just preaching to you. I've wore this. I know what this is like. I don't get it There's some place that you've been loyal to something else besides him I mean, there's sometimes I'm just like, okay, how can that happen? Okay, there there must be something then either, you know, then they just ask him because he'll show you. Sometimes this came down to Kim and I where we've just like, oh, wait, we got to, we borrowed money for those stamps. We got to turn that stamp money back in. And boom, you know, you might say, Brett, that's, you know, I don't even remember what stamps were 30 cents back then. Maybe 29 or 33 cents. That's a while ago. But whatever it was, I don't know. But what I'm saying, you, Brett, that's minute. Listen to me. You just got to be obedient. Doesn't matter how small it is. You just got to listen. If I despise one, it's because I've been loyal to the other. Sometimes we just get duped into the enemy's system. We just get duped. We just got like, oh, yeah, okay. God says he will meet our needs. We have to believe him. got to put him first it's a hard issue it's who we depend on jesus says you can't serve both you see if we're just looking to money if we just i need just money and this will solve this problem money's never going to solve your problem money is a tool god will help you he can give you the money but we just need more god Mammon will tell you things like this. The enemy will tell you, you won't be able to provide for your family without money. I'm telling you, I'm looking for something that I, that I, that I was wanting to find. I feel the Lord wanted me to share and I skipped over it before. But I don't see it right now. So hopefully I'll, I'll come in touch with it so the Lord will help me with that. We think two things. I either need God to come through for me or I need God to tell somebody to give me money. Now, God could do that. There's nothing wrong with God speaking to somebody to have you be blessed when somebody wants to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is, if we get our heart looking at the money, we're not looking at God. God knows what you need. He knows how to get it to you. You have to start trusting him. Because that's the or that gets us in trouble some people ask well, why this didn't happen for me, but it happened for you I can't answer that there's sometimes I probably would feel the same way But if i've got an or or if i've got a but God I need this but Because if you don't do this in other words, if i'm saying god if you better come through and i'm believing you to come through But if you don't I got my Mastercard. It's going to be okay I just put Mastercard in charge Did you see that? If I have a plan b that is my plan a So my plan a has to be god, how do you want me to do this? You're my only plan And when I trust him and I do what he says, then it's amazing You know, my wife talked about those supernatural things because in my natural he becomes super then he starts saying dun 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 because I've opened the door now to say god, you know what i'm not trusting in this person or that person or visa or mastercard or anything else What i'm trusting in is you and you alone And because I trust in you Then god says i'm telling you you be the only zebra in a herd of horses Because he'll find you And he'll see your heart The enemy's always trying to compare himself to god Say that you need more money or you need this because money wants to be your God. That spirit on money wants to be your God. The enemy wants to be your God. Jesus never told anybody that the answer to their problems was more money. Not one blind person. Not one beggar. Not one leper. Not one prostitute. Not one deaf person. Not one lame person. Nobody ever came and said, Jesus, I need you to help me. And he never said, well, what you need, you see what you need is more money. It's not recorded in the Bible. Never one time. The enemy's very subtle. He'll try to come in and he'll try to give you a truth, but he'll twist it just a little bit. Just a little. If you had this, you could serve, you know, more people and help more people. And, and there's truth in that. You know, if you had more finances, you can do more things. I get it. But we got to get things the right way. We got to get them in the right perspective and in the right order. Because other than that, it's it'd be like Achan taking the stuff and hiding it. He could have, do you understand in the next city he would have had stuff. But he took it from the first city. We can't take God's portion and expect the blessing. You ever notice that the enemy talks? Spirit of Mammon talks. I remember when I was in school, when it was the old Harding. I don't know what it's called now. Is it Grant? Okay, across from the street was Max Trading Post. Anybody remember Max Trading Post? I bought my first pair of Converse tennis shoes at Max Trading Post. Man, I thought I was a millionaire. Because before, where Planet Fitness is now, used to be Wells many, many years ago. And my mom and dad, the shoes that I got from there, they were rubber. And they had some kind of cloth sewn on them. But sometimes the eyelets didn't even match up. You know what I'm saying, dude? Hello? we are going to go to school. But I wore those shoes, and they were just, you know, that was what we had. And I remember, how, I wanted so bad to have Levi's, but I got plain pockets. There's nothing wrong with J.C. Penney plain pockets. Now, I'm thinking, okay, I guess that's fine. But then I wanted Levi's. You know why? Now, listen to me. Because every kid in school, if they were cool, if they were like, that's right. If they were a jock and I was always in sports, so I was jockey, but I was like weird in my dress. I didn't have a dress. I mean, I was weird in my clothes. I'm going to just, just define that. He? <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, I had, uh, you know, the weird shoes, but I got the Converse, and everybody was like, man, if you were, man, you had to have Converse and you wore Levi's and, you know. Uh, It was really cool then, and that was cool. And then I was on the tennis team, of all things. as one of the sports I was invested in. I was on the tennis team, and everybody on the team went and got Wilson uh, rackets, and they were this certain kind of racket, and they were brown and black, and they were so cool. Everybody had to have one, and I remember the racket was like 90 bucks. Let me just tell you, when you're in high school, 90 bucks doesn't come so easy. And you probably know that, but I went out, and man, I worked. I got me uh, Wilkin Wilkin wilson racket and i was cool what am i telling you because there's pressure things are if you don't have the stuff everybody else has you're not cool you'll never make it can i just say that god is saying he doesn't he's not into you having to look like everybody else he's saying you know what i love you i made you the way i made you you're cool and if you can start understanding god you accept me i don't have to be like everybody's clone i can still be cool Because here's the thing bottom line you got to be who god made you to be And you got to do things the way god wants you to do them We think that money makes you popular important needed or wanted God says you're you're important you're popular in his book and you're needed and wanted Here's our second question is money evil money is not evil. It's neutral it's neutral the bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil it says the love of money is the root of all evil the worship the service the greed the covetousness the selfishness the i want more 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 (laughs) i want more money that is probably branching on not good money is a tool and it can be used for good or bad it can be used for eternal purposes or temporal purposes in other words eternity all the rest forever or short term so it's who handles it now listen to me it's when the money comes and that person that's what happens when you get the money it's neutral when it gets in your hands what you do with it that's the spirit that rests on it then you can use it for good or you can use it for bad luke 16 9 says this here's the lesson use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. That's the New Living Translation. The King James, the New King James says, Make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, and when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. Basically, it says like you're using your money to get friends and to help people, and when you help people, when you go on to eternity, they'll welcome you. Or when before then, when you need help, they'll help you. The word fail in the King James Version in the Greek means die. It's saying the people that you helped, when you die, they'll welcome you into an everlasting home. What it, it, it's, it's leading and telling you all kinds of things. God knows your heart. So all those, when you help someone and people don't really know that you helped them, you're not over there. Oh yeah, I gave this much to this. I gave the, He's saying, I already see that. and I'm taking notes on that. And he's going to, when you get to heaven, there are going to be people that you blessed and that you helped find the kingdom that you don't even know about. They'll be because you gave to so-and-so or so-and-so helped them. They told me and told, you know, and it'll just be an amazing, amazing reception. Luke 16:11 says, and if you're un, untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? So if you haven't been faithful with the money you've been given... Who's going to trust you with the other riches? Now, let me ask you, what are the true riches? The true riches that God's talking about are people. He's not talking about, he's talking about people. He's not talking about money. He's talking about people. Say these three words with me. People last forever. The true riches of the kingdom are people. God is concerned about people. He wants people that none would perish. He wants everybody to get to heaven. So he's talking about your family, your church family, the people that are in your workplace, the people around your neighborhood, even the nosy neighbor that you don't like. He cares about people. There's a story of a wealthy old miser that he just loved his money and he never gave his wife anything. Never. She would always ask him, you know, and let's just call his name Walter. Walter, I need some money. And he'd say, Ethel, you can't have any. And so he wouldn't give her any money. And when he, he put it all in a trunk and he put it up in the attic and put a lock on it. And every time he made money, he shoved that trunk full of money. And he said, Ethel, you keep your hands off of it. Walter, no, 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 no. And when he passed away, he said, when I die, I'm going to take that money with me. So he put it in the attic. So after the funeral, Ethel raced home. She ran upstairs and there was the trunk. She got her bolt cutters and cut that bolt off and opened It's full of money. She said to herself, I knew he should have put it in the basement. So anyway, what I'm saying is you can't take it with you. Never. You've heard all that stuff before, but never have I seen at a funeral. Then pulling a U-Haul. You can't take it with you. You're going to have to understand money is just a tool. True riches are people. God is talking about your heart. You cannot serve the spirit that rests on money and serve God. If you're serving mammon. God will use money for you to bless you and to bless others so they can find the kingdom. I want you to hear my heart pastor are you saying that if we've ever had some financial trouble or we've ever to, then we can't serve the kingdom absolutely that is not what i'm saying because everybody in here including myself we've all had issues where we've been like ah, oh, we have wanted to hang on to money or i don't want to do that lord i don't want to do it. and isn't it amazing that god will pick some of the worst opportune times to tell you like you need to i can't give now god not now and and he won't answer you God, you, you really don't want me to give now, and it's quiet. Then he, then later he'll say, I need you to do that. No, you don't. I mean, we have done things that we we're like, no, not now. We had plans for that. You ever make plans for what you think is gonna happen and then God redirects it? If you haven't yet, boy, that's fun. Not really, but you know, it is, we were already because it's cool, because that supernatural thing starts happening because we sold a car and, and it was thousands of dollars. Okay. Well, this is going to be great. We're going to do this with it. And, and God said, no, I need you to give that to the church. And I'm like, okay, great. What portion of that, you know, what portion do you want? let well, just tell me Lord, all of it, N- not that portion. What, what portion are you talking about? And he said, all of it, but God, I've already promised the, I, I've already promised <sighs> that's that's not you i think maybe you're having a bipolar day maybe that's not and pretty soon he's yeah yeah and so you do that and it was right closer to christmas time and i'm looking at an account and christmas and saying what am i going to do god what am i going to do i just gave all that away now i didn't say anything to anybody wasn't but just Within that same week, I think somebody came to our door who didn't know what we did, nothing, no connection. This person is with Jesus now. Said so the Lord told us to stop by, told me to give you this amount, said you needed Christmas money. I'm like, "Are you a uh, what?" I mean, this is one of those moments where you're like, "God, you know what he's saying?" Gotcha. If we just understand, this is about our heart. He is very capable to get you whatever you need. And he'll do that if we just listen. We just understand. So if you've had some struggles with that, welcome to the club. But just yield over to God. Why would God send true riches, people to True Life Church, if we weren't going to take care of them? If we're not going to disciple them or do, just show them the kingdom he wants people to find out about him here's our third question so what do i do with money it's a pretty simple answer just be a good steward you see god's looking for people that will take care of his stuff remember (laughs) remember the illustration i gave and i think maybe the first week where i asked for money and i said i need i need forty dollars i want to go to lunch i need forty dollars so i want to ask now before service is over and scott uh, brought the 40 dollars up if you weren't here for that service he brought me 40 bucks because i asked for it and gave it to me i stuck it in my pocket and the principle was this because people are looking like wow he just asked for 40 bucks somebody just gave it to him but i told you i said this is what you didn't know before service i gave scott 40 dollars and said in the service i'm going to ask for that money back i just want you to say pastor i got it i want you to bring it up to me and give it to me he said cool so the principal, I asked when he brought it up, I said, how many know? And I told the story. It was my money. I gave it to him before he gave it back. Was Scott, was he sad? And they said, no. I said, why wasn't he sad? And everybody said, because it wasn't his money. That's the point I want you to understand. It's not my money. It's not your money. It's God's money. So I just want to do what God tells me to do. And they see the enemy's going to say, keep it, keep it, hoard it, keep it. <laughs> And he'll tell you things like, if you keep more, you'll have more. But can I say it goes against the kingdom is an amazing thing. Because in the world, the world says this second place is first place loser. But the kingdom says the first shall be last. He turns everything around. We think, hey, I, you know, let the adults lead him. The kingdom says, Let a child, the child will show you how to do it because they just don't even analyze it. They're just like, okay. It is one of these principles. The enemy, the spirit of mammon will say, if you, if you hold it all, you'll have more. I'm telling you, you give jurisdiction to the devourer to eat it. Some of you will have a lot because you give a lot. See, we think like we said before. Well, of course, they give a lot because they have a lot. Flip it. They have a lot because they give a lot. Because God can honor them and run that through people that he trusts. Okay, I'm going to use three people. I'm going to use a couple people that I used in the first service. I'm going to use Jay again. I want to use Superman. Uh, JD right here. I don't have another Justin. Let me look. Let me. Rick Hawkins, come here. <laughs> I don't have guns like these guys. <laughs> well we yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right we're gonna put we're gonna put rick in the middle see here's rick big beard little beard to nothing no beard. <laughs> all right this is the principle i want you to understand this 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 is jd this is rick this is this is jay so We're going to have them act for us. This is, we're good steward, greedy steward, hurting people. This is just an illustration. Because he is really not greedy, very generous, just an illustration. And he's not hurting, just an illustration. And he is Superman, and it's not an illustration. All right. (laughs) Okay. But say, say if we are God and we want to get, now I want you to give your, your best look of needy hurting look okay superman shows your pose and 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 greed man there you go okay now i want i want to get something to rick and i like i'm going to give it i give it to superman and superman meets rick's needs i i want to give it to him but he's like (laughs) because he's he's holding all this now my point is this if i want to help him i even though i still love this guy and he's a good guy you know again illustration i but i do love you that's not what i mean but what i'm saying is we can't hold on to stuff that's not ours but if i'm going to be the investor in true riches listen to what i'm saying i'm going to am i going to use him or am i going to use him I'm gonna use Superman because Superman will do what I want with my investment because this is what's important to me. I've already got Superman on my team. I actually already have greed on my team. He's just look at y'all, look at me like you're shocked. How many knows you don't have to be perfect to be born again? Right. Come on, somebody. It isn't about being perfect. This is about you know, this is just something that greed man's working through, but he's not he's mm, I love God, but this is my money. We've all been there, but because he's sent, I get it. So now I'm going to give more to Superman because I know whatever I give him, I can say, give it to him. I might even tell Superman, hey, come here. I want you to meet Greed Man. And he'll meet him. Oh, give these guys a big hand, would you? So then I've got, I, he's going to send more. Here's a kingdom way to put that. Good stewards get more, bad stewards don't get any more. And it's not because they're not loved, it's because it's a trust issue. Why would I give you more? You're not doing any, see we have people that go, oh dear Jesus, give me $100, oh I want $100. But he just said, you know what? You just believe God for whatever and you didn't do anything with the $10 he just gave you. That's our issue because we think the little is not enough god my little don't matter it don't matter how many things in the bible all i have is a little bit of oil it'll be enough i just got five loaves and two fish that'll work it's just a matter of a it's not about what you got it's about whose you got that's what it's about see it's about your heart you just got to honor god that's all it is god i just want to honor you and when you honor him in the little things that's my boy that's my girl remember that story in the beginning i told you i said that we were in a restaurant and the lady was sharing her heart with us and we were we didn't tell her this but we were in there and we were just thanking god we were eating out you ever been there oh you don't even know oh we're eating out yeah some of you okay thank you whoever said yeah yes somebody else besides me is knows what it's like but we were sitting there and, and she was just, you know, it was around Christmas time again. And she had kids and she was working her heart out as a waitress and didn't know what she was going to do. And, and you know, I don't know. I don't know if she was a believer or not. But again, think about the scripture we just read about using what God has given us. My wife turns to me and says, let's leave her a big tip. And I turn to my wife and say, say, what? I don't want to do that. I mean, let's give her, I don't know, we'll tip her because... Again, just to play the, the enemy's advocate here. Let's tip her, but come on. We might be able to go out and eat again. And this is what she said, and it's a principle we just read. Now she didn't pull out her Bible and say. She didn't smack me with the word. She didn't, this is what she said. This all I looked into those pretty eyes of hers and she said if we can't give when we don't have anything we won't give when we do that's the principle we just read so we did we left her a big tip what's that gonna i'm telling you we're using what god has given us now listen so that she in eternity will know that god provided god used True riches to provide more true riches. That's pretty potent. Luke 16, 10. If you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. If you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. You see, some of us want something big, but we're not passing this test. The little part that you have, it's a test. It's a test. You pass the test more things come, but we're not, our heart is not, I'm just doing this so I can get more things or bigger things. Our heart is God. I just want to do what you want. I just want to be obedient. I want to be able to live my life and be like, yes, I held nothing back. I I, I didn't look over my shoulder and say, oh, and I, I just gave it all to the Lord. No, I'm not telling you to clear out your bank accounts. That's not what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is listen to God. But I don't even have enough to make a difference. Yes, you do. You do. Whatever God's telling you, that makes the difference. There's a story of a boy with a starfish. Have you heard that story? He's walking on the on the shore and there's starfish everywhere and he's picking up a starfish and he's taking it and he's throwing it out into the water. And there's a an old man that's sitting there and he's watching him and for some time this little boy He's picked up by this time probably a dozen starfish and thrown them out there And the old man says hey son And he stops and he's got a fish in his hand a starfish in his hand. He said You know, you're it's not going to make any difference You're never going to get them all and the little boy turned to him and said It'll make a difference to this one And he throws it he picks it up and he goes it'll make a difference to this one And he throws it I'm telling you this morning don't ever sell yourself short don't ever sell sell yourself below par you are enough if you let god use what you have that's all he needs and he'll make that and his kingdom will grow and you'll be trusted by him and he'll say i can i can i can like superman i can give you more because i can trust you because if you won't it's not going to grow because that's a heart test Luke sixteen twelve, and if you're not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? I want to be a good steward God owns it all It's all his So let me sum this up Be a good steward give generously when he tells you now listen to me generous is a term to some of us generous can mean a whole different thing than others this isn't a license to go sweet tell me what's the cheapest generous you got It's not what i'm talking about i'm just saying god what do you want me to do there's times i've just been like lord i i truly don't understand I think sometimes I can relate to Peter because Peter, I think, said a lot of things. He just, he said them. I like that, that he said them. I, we fished all night. Uh, okay, If you say so. All right, we'll throw the nets out. Sure, why not? Hey, I got nothing else to do. You know, I don't know what he's going through his mind. Maybe he's like, throw the nets out. I've been fishing. I don't know what he's going through. But he's also that one that says, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come. I want to do what you're doing because if it's you i'll be able to do that my mind just works in funny ways i start thinking of what would it be like to step out on water (laughs) i just run to him then yes i challenge you this morning listen to him listen to him money's neutral what you do with it determines what spirit rests on it bow your heads close your eyes